Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. It's Shep Hyken here back on Amazing Business Radio. Very excited. Actually, probably more excited than usual because today you are going to get to meet. <laughs> You're going to get to meet. How do you like that? I talk for a living. You're going to get to meet the amazing, <laughs> the incomparable, my colleague, my close, close friend, Buddy Rice. Buddy and I met years ago. He'll tell you the story. But basically, this is a guy. He worked for Delta Airlines. And one of the reasons I wanted him on the show is, number one, I love if I can give you a peek behind the curtain and show you who works here at uh, Shepherd Presentations. But Buddy worked for Delta Airlines for decades, literally. He started when he was a teenager, cleaning planes, became a flight attendant. He'd go on and on and tell you about it. But he is one of the most hospitality-minded people I know, and it is in his blood, and we're going to learn. Years ago, when I first started my business in 1983, I read a book by Tom Peters called In Search of Excellence, and one of the 50 companies, I believe there were 50 companies, and I might be wrong of that number, but one of them I know was there was Delta Airlines. Delta Airlines was considered one of the big 50 greatest companies to work with, to do business with. Some things happen in the airline industry, we all know, but guess what? Delta is is strong today. If you look at the top major airlines, they're rep- represented uh, as one of the number one customer-focused airlines. So Buddy is going to tell you his journey. We're going to learn from that journey. We're going to learn about some of the things that we do with our clients and how we uh, help them create better customer experiences for their customers, clients, guests, patients, members, whatever. And Buddy Rice, welcome to Amazing Business Radio. Well, Chef, thank you. I'm honored. This is quite a different uh, position for me. I, I, I love the energy you brought to it. I hope I can fill your, the shoes that you're, you're putting out there. You're already doing it. Now, buddy, you and I have a lot of fun. We travel around the world together. We do. Yeah, we, we just recently were in Amsterdam. Uh, I love the Buddy and Shep show. <laughs> we get to both get up there and do it. And w- there's a reason that you and I were connected to each other, and, and let's go ahead and share that story, and then we're going to get into some really good how-tos people can take away and use immediately to create a better experience for their customers and even their employees. So, buddy, Sounds remember, great. do you remember how we first met? I do remember how we first met. In fact, there was a university outside Atlanta where I lived at the time when I was working for Delta, and I started in Del- for, with Delta in the late 70s as a flight attendant, and uh, we had gone through several programs, and I had uh, taken different positions at Delta, and it was called the Center for Quality Excellence, and I was working on the Continuous Improvement Team project at Delta, and my manager told me about the lady that ran uh, the Center for Quality Excellence at Southern Polytech University, and they were looking for a facilitator uh, to teach a customer service program, and he said, give her a call. Well, it turned out it was your program. It was the customer focus in a box. So uh, I got to know it. I looked at it, and then I called you. I said, i gotta, I got to find out who this guy is and what's it all about, and can I fulfill your vision of it? And I uh, met you in St. Louis, and we talked, and we just kind of hit it off aside from the curriculum. We just kind of hit it off as friends. Yeah, and I remember saying to you, how much longer are you going to work at Delta? Because if you ever <laughs> decide to leave Delta, you and I need to talk about you joining us here because you're – your whole philosophy and that hospitality mentality is it, it's it's what you, it's what and who you are and as we've traveled together i've watched how you 
uh, you walk into the Delta. Now they're called Sky Clubs. They were Sky crown clubs rooms. Now. And and by the way, how many years did you run them? Fifteen years. Thirteen, 13 years, years on that team. Yeah, uh, thirteen you, plus team on that. And, right. And you finished up as director of the world. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't think I wore that crown, but uh, I had—I certainly had the operations and the quality assurance and the training and uh, all of all of that—that uh, that part of it. Incre- what an incredible team that was and is uh, today. I still smile ear to ear when I walk by a door of the Sky Clubs. All right, so let's get down to it. You started in the seventies, and yeah, late seventies. Uh, yeah, and now you've been with us for what ten years, something like that? even longer. I retired yeah. from Delta almost uh, nine years ago, and you and I had kept up for you know over fifteen, sixteen, seventeen years now. Right. And I remember distinctly, you go, "You done what? I've got an idea." And uh, you know, Chef, you did such an incredible job of giving those in- those amazing speeches, and now the books that you write are so insightful and popular. Uh, but my niche has always been the training side. I like to be in the trenches with the people, and that really takes us back to my Delta days. I flew for 11 years, probably what I will say, one of the best jobs I ever had in my life. There's not a day I don't look up in the sky and say, wow, I wish I was back in the aisle. You know, it was just incredible. And I know the job has changed a lot, but there was a lady uh, who ran uh, in-flight service at Delta, Jenny Poole, and she said, you just have a knack for teaching. And uh, she would put me on special assignment to teach different things in, in in-flight service. And that kind of grew uh, to a position that came open at Delta that they had never had called uh, Instructor Training Curriculum, ITC. And I was trained uh, by IBM to train every facilitator, every trainer at Delta. No matter what you taught, you had to go through that five-day curriculum. So someone like you sometimes, Shep, see things in people you don't see you, you, yourself. Uh, and so I, I became that, that trainer of trainers, the trainer trainer at Delta. Wow. Wow. Amazing. So it, as I look at flight attendants, some of them are absolutely amazing. And, and one of the things I was saying with you, I admire, is we go around and you like talk to people and you spot opportunities to say, you're just doing a fantastic job. Thank you very much. And I know that means a whole lot to the people. And I love when we are together and we go to the Sky Club, say, in Philadelphia, where you saw people who you worked with, you <laughs> know, did. 13, 14 years That was a homecoming ago. that day. Yeah, and it's like, oh, my gosh, I get to see how people react to the, the Buddy Rice that I know and I love. So, Buddy, um, where, you know, today, they, they say the flight attendant is here primarily for your safety. And by the way, some of those flight attendants truly believe that, and they don't act like they're there for anything else. But your philosophy was different. What was that philosophy, and why do you think it's important? Three words that I've always lived by. It's kind of my mantra, my credo. Be nice, always. Be nice, always. There always, you go. I'm going to write period. that. I think we can tweet that one out. We still have a lot more characters. <laughs> be nice, always. That has always been part of my nature. I go back to my parents. Uh, I grew up in North Mississippi, just south of Memphis, and it was a part of the world, a part of the country that was known for hospitality. And if you go back and look at the history of Delta, which I'm so proud of, Mr. Wolman, who founded Delta, um, there was uh, a phrase that he lived by, and it just it just segued into, I think, why I went to Delta, and service and hospitality from the heart. And if you may remember, long before I ever went with the Crown Room Clubs years ago, uh, you would find service and hospitality inscribed in the floor, in the granite floors, and plaques in the room. We live by that mantra or credo every day. And the thing that I think is so important is, and we overuse the word, it came out in the 80s, and everybody embraced it, and misunderstood it, I think, is empowerment. But we truly, as a team, 
they're at Delta live by empowerment, uh, what it is and what it's not. And, and what, I always what felt like I could make a what decision. Isn't it? Then tell us what it is and what it's not. What it is is to have the ability to make a decision that's right for the customer. Put the customer at the center of your decision, and you will not go wrong. Can you learn from it? Can you quarterback it the, you know, the next day and say, would I do that same thing the next time? But I've always said, and people will tell you I've said that, if this is your mom, your dad, your grandmother, your aunt, your best friend's mother, what would you do? Mm. You know, my friend Gene Bliss just wrote a book called, um, okay, would you do that to your mother? Oh, really? <laughs> I, haven't, I, want to, I want to get that. Yeah, what, uh, you know what? You don't have to get it. I've got a copy for you. Awesome, man. <laughs> so would awesome. you well, do that's that how to I live. your mother? Yep. Yeah. Be nice always, service and hospitality from the heart. And then just treat it like it's one of your, your very special family members. And I don't think you can go wrong. You can learn from it. Uh, what empowerment is not is giving the, the, the baby away with the bathwater. You know, that's just not what it is. So and giving the baby away with the bathwater is a person that, uh, oh, here's something wrong. Let me just give you money to fix it. Let me, yeah, yes yeah. is not always the answer. In fact, yes is not always what the customer is looking for. The customer does not sometimes know what they're looking for. We have to know our options. And that's where knowledge and skills always come into play. And we have to know what are our tools, what's in our toolkit. I always use that phrase, toolkit. we got to have a toolkit. And out of that toolkit, we give you the opportunity to, to use those tools uh, to keep the business in mind, but also keep the customer in mind. Because, Chef, as you and I always say, you can have the greatest marketing department in the world. But when it really comes down to getting new customers, it's about the ones you got. Because they'll go tell you just how good you are. And, in fact, even when you screw up, and really turn that screw up, what we call a moment of misery, into a moment of magic, mm-hmm. they'll come back to you even again. And they'll tell people, you know what? They screwed up. But let me tell you how they recovered. Yep. That confidence, and you build that loyalty. Uh, the retention, they say retention is the new acquisition. So you mentioned something, and I want to get to this. Sometimes they aren't looking for yes. Well, what are they looking for then? They're looking for options. They look to you to be the, the pro, to be the, the, the guy that's got the answers. And if you go back to an airline example, and we all travel a lot, and a lot of your audience travels extensively, we don't know perhaps all the options we have to perhaps get to our destination. We don't know all the comfort levels that we may uh, could pay for because people will pay for value. People will pay for service, and we yep, know that. That's why there's first so, class, middle class, or actually business exactly, class. Exactly, and then no class. <laughs> and, co- and no class. And, 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 coach. But, uh, and now within you know, coach, there are, there's like four different versions of coach. There's comfort coach, there's extended legroom coach, there's yeah. emergency exit coach, and there's sit in the middle seat and don't bring on any extra luggage coach. Exactly. <laughs> I was on a competitor. I always say competitor because they're still competitors. Just last week, and I had paid extra to board early, and it was in that A through one through fifteen section. So I, I paid forty dollars extra to board A through fifteen. I got there, I got the A eight position. I was smiling from ear to ear, walking down the jetway. Got on the airplane, went to the seat I wanted. It was open, and then this guy stood up and said, "No, that, that seat's for my wife. We're, I'm saving that for she's in the C section." And I thought. First of all, that phrase C-section. Anyway, um, <laughs> I didn't exactly know what he was talking about. So then it, it occurred to me, and I, and I didn't say anything. I went back to my principles, be nice always, because I really want to say I paid extra for that. But let me tell you about the recovery, Chef. This particular airline, I wrote in and said, you might be conscious of people saving seats who aren't paying for that early privilege to, to board. They wrote me back within 24 hours, refunded my $40, said, wow, what a lesson learned. We are hearing more about that. Uh, and thank you for that. We hope to see you, and we look forward to seeing you on your next on our next flight. So they made up for it. 
you know what? And it wasn't even their fault. And no, they made up it's for not it, their fault. Which I, I'm not going right. to tell you the name of the airline, but apparently their initials, I believe, are Southwest. Oh, you might. You <laughs> but they did a beautiful job of recovery, and it may not be their fault, but now they owned it. They, they owned that problem. I love that. I love that. And uh, it, it's... I've been flying Southwest as well, uh, a little bit more than usual. I, I just, I'm learning more and more about them. And you know what? When I'm traveling for business, you know, sure, I like that wider, bigger seat if you pay yep. to, you know, upgrade. But uh, anyway, for Southwest, I like that bulkhead seat. I like that emergency exit row. So I'm willing to pay a little bit more to get on a little bit early just to make sure I get it. And uh, again, they're one of the airlines that's recognized over and over again for the great hospitality, the great service, and for a run of profitable quarters and, and annual uh, revenues. That's unbelievable. It's unsurpassed in most businesses. All right. The reason I like them, too, is I know what I'm getting into. I know what to expect. It's not mm-hmm. perhaps Singapore Airlines. It's not Emirates. It may not. It's not Delta. But I know what I'm getting into. And um, I like their spirit. Yeah, they have great people. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, I want to talk about this concept that you call Raider. And it's something you learn while you're at Delta, and it's something that we're teaching our clients now. So don't go away. This is Amazing Business Radio. We're talking with the incomparable Buddy Rice. We'll be right back. Good customer service is now an expectation. Don't provide it. You'll be disrupted by a competitor who does. So... What can you do to stand out? Well, that's the focus of my new book, The Convenience Revolution, how to create a customer service experience that disrupts the competition and creates fierce loyalty. The goal is to reduce friction and be convenient for your customers. So if you're ready to take your customer service to the next level and disrupt your competition and maybe even an entire industry, then this book is a must read for you and your team. And if you're listening to this before the book is released, you can pre-order and get the ebook immediately for free. Just go to www.beconvenient.com. That's beconvenient.com. It's time to join the revolution, the amazement revolution. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking to Buddy Rice from Shepherd Presentations. That's our company, Shepherd Presentations. So, Buddy, you have this concept that you introduced to me and that we have now put into our programs called Raider, R-A-T-E-R. Go ahead and share what that means. You know, Raider is an acronym, and I learned it, Shep, when I was working on a project called Success Through Service at Delta. And the, the uh, consulting group that coined it and taught me about it was uh, the forum group out of Boston. Oh, yeah. And you can read a lot about Raider, but they're the ones that taught me about it. And I can remember when I first looked at it, I thought, wow, how easy. You know, I think service can be simple, not necessarily easy. And right. a lot of people like models that they, they go back to. So. Raider is that model about service quality, and we all know how important quality is. So R-A-T-E-R is what customers expect, and very quickly, it's reliability. Get it right the first time. Assurance, keep your word. Do what you say you're going to do. T changed over time, actually. It's now tangibles. It's the look and feel of your product or your service, which is very, very important. E, oh, my, one of my favorites, empathy. You know, it's just that understanding, caring about people. Um uh, and then the final R is responsiveness, that sense of urgency, which I think in this day and time, over 15, 16, 17 years of using the Raider model in my personal life and in my service uh, philosophy, it probably is one that is uh, more important lately than, than ever. People want 
things quickly. They want it fast and they want it right. right. Uh, of the five, reliability is always number one. That still is number one, but I bet that's, that second R response is, is really coming into play these days. Customer expectations change over time. Yep. And to me, reliability and assurance are kind of tied together. They are. We often have that conversation, Chef, in, in a workshop or with uh, uh, leadership. And I, I, want, I want to make a point of that. It starts with leadership. And, you know, most of our programs that you and I do or we companies that we have the privilege to work with, we start by making sure that the leaders get it first. You know, they've got to lead the pack. We have that wonderful model that we use. Might be another show later. The six D's. Yep, we've uh, talked we'll about it. Them yep. with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll tempt them with six D's right now. Is uh, That is just so important. So uh, that is all about Raider. You can read a lot about Raider. You know, Google it. It's there. Yep. So uh, the six D's, by the way, the first is leadership defines it. That's your leadership part of it. Right. They have to not only define it, they have to buy into it. D is to disseminate it, which is to communicate it to everybody. Uh, the the third D is, I, I, I came up with these, but really it's... Demonstrate. Oh, no. Uh, no, no. Deploy. You know I, deploy, then demonstrate. Yeah, deploy. Deploy is training. You must yep. train people to that vision and constantly train them, not just one time, but you know, reinforce it over and over again. Training isn't something you did. did. It's something you do. do. And uh, next is to uh, demonstrate it where the leadership walk is an actual talk. role model. They walk the talk. Uh, the fifth D is to defend it. Defend it. If somebody or some uh, group or a division is out of alignment, and the sixth D is to Delight. Oh, let's have fun. Delight in it. Let's have celebrate. Celebrate it. So those are the six Ds. But I really like it. You said it's got to start at the top. It's got to start with leadership. That's a very impressive part of it all. Because if you don't, uh, you know, and I remember, buddy, this was probably even way before you even worked with me. One of our other trainers, great guy, Tony Rusing, still around. Yeah, no way. And we we occasionally run it. Yeah, last year we. Put him on that project with you. Saudi Arabia with him. Saudi Arabia, yep. So, uh, but I remember, oh gosh, where was I going with this? Um, Oh, see, there you go. Squirrel. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My friend Tony. It starts with leadership. You were talking about that. Yeah, it starts with leadership. And, you know, Tony, that's one of the things he was great at. I still don't remember where I was going with this, but (laughs) I'll come back to it in a minute. Uh, But with the leadership concept, one of the things you do is go into a boardroom with leadership and we sit down and we say, hey, what's your definition of what service looks like here? And we knock that thing out. We work hard. We play with words. There's a lot of homework that goes into this prior to showing up because to learning about the culture and everything. But once we get there, we start talking to them about what we've learned. We even ask that they bring some steak. Oh, I know. I'm going to come back there. I remember what I wanted to tell you about Tony, but we asked them to bring in other stakeholders, people that might be on the front line, far removed from leadership, to get their opinion on things so that later on, uh, and this is a real important piece of it, somebody who's not in the group says, yeah, they even consulted some of us to find out, you know, was this going to work? All right, let me go back to Tony. I put him on a project. We had like eight cities to do the seminars in for a company. We we're doing workshops and seminars on customer service, and we we're bringing all the support staff. These are support administrative people, not salespeople, not producers, not people that are interacting with customers other than on the phone. They might, you know, take a message, refer, you know, pass a, a call on. These were the admin people. And in the back of every one of those, and it was a full day program. The president of the company sat 
and he introduced Tony, and he stayed for the entire meeting every day. Now, he was back there looking at his phone or working on his computer, but he was there at every break. He was interacting. And then to flip it to another side, Tony and I went into another company, and we sat down, and we were supposed to meet with the three owners. There was a partnership. One of them wasn't there. One of them, that one that wasn't there, they said, he doesn't believe in what we're doing. We're struggling, but we're going to get him on board. And you know what? Tony and I walked out of there. We talked about it. We called the client back. We said, you know what? For this to work, all three of you have to be on board. We know you're going to love our training, but when it doesn't work, you're not going to want to ever pay us to come in and do anything else with you. And we're, until you get leadership on board, we can't do that job. Now, if you want, we'll talk to the leadership. We'll talk to this right. third person. But uh, I think we made the right decision. All right. So I think that's so important, uh, Chef, and that's about fit. You know, you and I do such a great job of, you know, if we're not the right fit for you, we'll find you the right fit. And I think that really builds our credibility. Yeah. And, buddy, I know I've heard you say, Shep, I think we need to pass on this one. Yeah, I, I do it. You know, I think it sounds like they want to do it, but I just don't know. I mean, they – and it's not that – it's too big a project, or it's, it's just that our ideals aren't aligning with them. And when no. that happens, we know. So there's personality involved. But I love what you do, all the homework you, you put into this. So once we get to that leadership level and they define what the vision is, it's very important that they participate in every aspect of it. All right. right. So time to take another quick break. We come back. We're going to talk more. And you know what, buddy? I want you to think about at the break, and we don't take a long break, but while we're thinking about the break, while we're – on the break, think about what are two or three of the best things that we teach our clients. Let's share uh, with them what those are. Hey, we're not going to hold we'll anything do. back. We're going to give them the really good them information. Yeah, that's yep. right. So, all right, we'll be right back. Don't go away. This is Amazing Business Radio. If you like what you're hearing on Amazing Business Radio, and I know you do, then you can get much more of this information. All you have to do is go to my website, hyken.com. That's www.hyken.com. Fill out the subscribe to the shepherd letter form, and each week you will get an article that contains a business tip, stories, much more, all about customer service and experience delivered straight to your inbox. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to always be amazing. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio. Buddy Rice, my buddy, my friend, my con- <laughs> I love it because a lot of times I'll say, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. And people think I'm just going, oh, that's really nice. You call him your buddy. No, that's his name. Uh, yeah. it's, it's really not really, buddy. We don't need to tell no, him what your not. real name we'll is. No, it's not. We'll keep that secret. <laughs> I only know because I have say, to say thank you, Dad. Yeah. I, I have to pay you uh, or do the ten ninety or whatever it is W twos or whatever yeah. at the end of the year when we're doing our taxes, and I put Buddy in there. Uh, I know what his real name is. All right, so let's share with our listeners just some really key important things that they should be thinking about, and maybe some ideas that they could implement right away. Right, right. You know, Chef, I'm so fortunate to have mentors like you today and a, just a covey of, of mentors in the past, all of which were at Delta. And I can see their faces right now and how much I appreciate them. But there's one that really taught me when the words mission and vision uh, was coming into play in, in corporate America and trying to get my hands around what is a vision statement or a mission statement. 
And I got to the point, personally, I thought the world was covered up in mission and vision statements because it looked like what good business should do. No one really connected their work to it, but how do you make that come to life? As I carved out my world more in the service end of the world, I realized, too, there had to be a mission or a vision around your service uh, philosophy, if I can call it that. Separate so one from of the, the company, re- right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, separate from the right. company mission statements and vision statements. Completely separate, you know, because you have the corporate vision and mission, but this comes down to the, the service mission. Why, what are you, you going to throw yourself on the sword for to serve both internally and externally? And I do believe that we need to treat the folks inside the organization as good or better than we expect them to treat the customers that, that come and buy our products and our services. So right. that's and a you, whole other conversation. But you've heard me say it on this show a million times, maybe not a million, but at least a yeah. hundred. Yeah. What's happening on the inside of a company is felt on the outside at, by no the doubt. customer. No doubt about it. So you put it so more much sophisticated than I do. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't call it sophisticated. I just try to make it simple. I'm a simple you do. man. Yeah, that's one thing. I'm just and a you know what? Boy. Overall, I think that's a lesson today. I know we're not done with our call, but keeping it simple, it may be common sense, but it's not necessarily common practice. So, right. uh, with that, so I love working with the organizations. And one of those mentors a long time said, "Buddy, don't just work with the leadership team. You've got to make sure that everyone throughout the organization is buying into this." Yes, leaders have got to set that vision and that mission. Um, but let's get everybody involved go, does this sound right? Is this the direction we should be going? Because the more you involve those that have to do it every day, they had a say-so. doesn't mean that they got their way, but they felt like they were involved in that final right. process. How often have you been in a situation where you go, who came up with this process? You know? Mm-hmm. It, and so I always believe that those who do the work know what their issues are, know what the problems are. We as leaders need to provide them the resources, direction, and structure to be more successful than we think they could ever be. Yeah, and we mentioned it before. Even when we're sitting in a boardroom and coming up with a good uh, customer service vision statement, which we call the mantra, we ask some of those people that are far removed from leadership to come yes. in. Right, right. So great, great one. So I think there's, there's some really strong takeaway there. Any specific tactics that we like to share? I know you have some of your favorites that we Oh, teach. yeah, there are. You know, my favorite one, and it doesn't surprise you or the people that know me or don't know me, is that first impression. Mm. You know, you just got to you, you got to knock it out of the park the first time. You never get a second chance to have that first impression. And, you know, one of the things I have been stressing lately is, granted, the first impression is, you know, needs to be flawless. I want it to also be a last, lasting impression. So right. you got the first impression, lasting impression, if I can come up with that new hyphenated word. So here's my take on it. Number one, the first impression isn't always the first time you meet somebody, but it is whatever that first interaction is that sets the tone for whatever else is to follow. And the last impression of that particular interaction can leave a lasting impression. Very true. If you look at the entire service experience, then... Yeah, it, when it's finished, when when I'm done flying on your plane, buddy, and you've been taking care of me, I want, I mean, I know what you're thinking. I want that passenger to walk away saying, man, this was the best flight. That's the lasting impression. Right. And, and I want them to tell others, yes. come fly us. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, create that evangelist, if you will. Right. All right, so that's one of your favorites, the first impression. What's your next favorite one? We're going to go for three of them. I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay, uh, I think building rapport. Building rapport to me is is a part of that 
part of the first impression kind of dovetails out of that. But be interested in people around what they're interested in. You know, what do people love to talk about themselves? Yeah, we'll unless talk about them. unless uh, unless they got kids, then ask them about their kids <laughs> or dog or, <laughs> or dog. their dog. Right. Yeah, let me, yeah. Let me get my pictures out of my dog. Right. Right. So uh, at any rate, no, just just kind of get on their level. And I always stressed in customer service training, face to face training type environments is that you don't know what that person has been through that day. You don't know them, so don't take it personally. You know, God gave us two ears and one mouth. You do the math. Yeah. Listen more than you talk. Yeah. Build rapport. And my third favorite is show appreciation. Oh, there you go. I'm big on reward and recognition, not just for doing your job, but for being better than average all the time. That's another one of my favorite sayings. Guess who taught me that? Better than average all the time. All the time. How much better than average? You know, you don't have to be all, you don't have to be wow, pow, and out of the park, which we do often. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you've got to just be consistent, predictable with that that interaction. Yep. Even the slightest bit above average, if it's consistent, it is amazing to the customers. That's uh, right. You know, the simple things. Pick up the phone and call a customer as follow up. Whether it was a good incident or one that you had were found more challenging, write a handwritten note. You know, I was reading about Changi Changi Airport in Singapore recently. And they, they, they're all about service, right? And the worst uh, rate of customer interaction was being held. It was actually occurring in immigration. And uh, they were getting the worst marks. When people came through, they gave them not – they were about 50% of people were satisfied. They put a candy dish out uh, when you're ha- offering your passport for entry into the country. And the next year, the, the numbers went to, like, in the single digit of how people <laughs> perceived their service. So just a, a, a bowl of candy. And we used to do that in the uh, – in the crown room clubs and, and there are many clubs around the country that I go to, they still have off your little a little suite at the desk. Yeah, it's you know the, you know what, buddy. I know we're running out of time here. I know I can go on and on and on and talk to you about some of the amazing things we're doing to help our clients. We're going to now do the one thing question. It's yep. the end of the end of the program. One idea you want to share, something you can emphasize, or something new. One thing. This is like the lightning round. One question, ready, set, go. I go back to where I started, Chef, and I will not wiggle off of that position, and that is be nice always. Always. Be nice always. always. Three words. Three words. And uh, I, uh, I love it. I have sitting on – I'm going to write that one down. I'm going to blow it up. I'm going to put it on my bulletin board. I know be nice oh, always. Chef. But it's true. I have another one, my daily routine. Daily routine. It's on my board. There's three steps. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Get up. Be amazing. Go back to bed. <laughs> I have never heard you say that. I've got to get back to your chalkboard very soon and look at that. I mean, but it's yeah, kind of the same. Be, be amazing nice and go back always. to bed. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it's, it. Somebody the other day gave me, uh, I play hockey with him every week. Right. He brought back what looks like it was a hockey stick that somebody painted, just the the end of it, not not the actual blade, but the end. It's about that size. And it says, today only happens once. Dot, dot, dot. Make it amazing. Yeah, yeah. I used to remember a phrase that someone used. I can't remember who gave it to me, but this is no dress rehearsal. This is it. Yeah, life is not a dress rehearsal. It is the real thing. That's it. All right, Buddy Rice. You have been amazing as always. I love doing this. Love working with you, pal. You too. uh, Thank you, and uh, thank you for letting me be a part of this great show. Well, thank you for being on the show, and thank you for being my friend, my colleague. Uh, And you said I'm your mentor, but you've mentored me in an awful lot of places 
uh, in business and and your whole attitude and what you've brought to the table has been just absolutely amazing for all of us. You've enriched our lives both professionally and personally and I thank you and I love you and you don't hear me say I love you to any I don't think I've ever said that to any other guest, but it's well, true. Well, that's awfully nice. Thank you. And the, you know, the feeling is mutual, and I'm just grateful. And uh, if anybody needs anything, we're there to help them. And, uh, I mean, I do it right all the time, but I'm going to try to. All right. That was Buddy Rice, the amazing thank you, Buddy Rice. Thank you, brother. Everybody, that's another episode of Amazing Business Radio. Oh, I hear the dogs barking. They're here. They're, Who they're let the dogs food. out? They're, it's that my time. My customer's ready. <laughs> your customers. <laughs> Will you take your, care of your customers? And we're going to tell our customers, our listeners, thanks for listening. And until next time, remember, always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.